cha 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 I'm Sarah the Rebel. And I'm O Katrina. And this is a show all about two geeky, crazy cat lady feminist types who want to tell you about the coolest geeky things going on on TV, movies, video games, you name it. Every Wednesday at 8 p.m., or every other Wednesday at 8 p.m., we run down the latest in geek in geek news. Funny we, Bunny is geeky. We rehearsed this. <laughs> um, we give you some chick pics, and then we go right into our main topic. Which this week will be all of the things we're excited about in 2016. Yes. Which yes. is why we're watching that other video to try and figure out uh, what were we excited about for 2015. We have no memory of it. <laughs> um, so for everybody who is returning, welcome. So good to see you back. Please tell us in the chat how your 2015 was. Tell me your favorite moment or favorite thing or favorite game, favorite movie of 2015. Um, Katrina, how was your 2015? Uh, better than most of the rest of my life, which, I mean, I didn't hit every goal I wanted to. I didn't get that comic published or that book, but that's fine. Uh, I did get to do a lot of really cool, amazing things. Uh, a year ago, as of Friday, I met... Mark Hamill, which was great. I've interviewed some great people. Your old man boyfriend, right? My grandpa, not my old man boyfriend. Old man boyfriend, Mark Hamill. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um, and, and it was just a great, a great year. It was fun. And then we topped it off with a Star Wars movie. So, like, how can I complain? Like, <laughs> I know, yeah. right? How was yours? I remember. Um, mine was. You know, at first I was like, well, I don't remember. I don't remember what the hell I did this year. Everything's a fog because that's how I live my life every day. I'm like, I know that there were video games. I know that there were cats. Mm -hmm. I probably ate. Um, but I thought about it, and I realized this might be my best year of my life, too, because I got to write for two different video games. I got mm -hmm. to write the Agent Carter books. I got yes. to write a book, write video games. Um, I quit my job and found out that I could make it on my own and that people trust me enough to hire me. Mm -hmm. Like, it was pretty And I started Loot Crate. Yay! So, pretty amazing for me. It's pretty great. That's a pretty full and wonderful year. Um, for those of you... Uh, wait, did we tell them about All Games? No? <clears throat> I don't think so. For the returning fans who are listening on All Games or iTunes in hello, the future. Hello, future people. Hello. Hello, future man. How is it in the future? What is it like? Do we have ha ba 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 so today we're talking geeky things we liked in 20, or er, 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 looking forward to in 2016. Mm -hmm. uh, but before that, it it's is time, time for news flash. <laughs> Those are the flashes. We're gonna get special effects next year. No, 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 no. Let's never, let's never sell out. <laughs> I was rewatching one of our old videos and you were like, it's in 3D. <laughs> and then I was like, touch your face, quick, touch your face every time she does that. <laughs> touch your face. Uh, we should never change. Uh, but speaking of change, we have changed. Mm -hmm. uh, we've changed the format. Newsflash is now where we talk about the news. Um, and instead of going through all of the various news like we used to do, which used to take a significant amount of time, because yes. there's always some crazy ass shit going Seriously. on in the world. Uh, we have narrowed it down so it'll always be three things. Three things that are either great or horrible or re relevant to whatever we're talking about. Uh, so let's dive right in. Cap it off with some, uh, actually there's really not a lot of like super happy news. There's like marginally happy news. But we're going to cap it off with the worst uh, news we've received this week. The late and great David Bowie passed away uh, as the enchanting alien he always was, uh, dropping two videos the week of his death and pretty much telling us like, hey, I'm going to die. And then he died and we were like, oh, we're so surprised. Like, so it's, it's been, it's been a really solemn week uh, for, I think everyone, I mean, David Bowie was 
like Michael Jackson, he was one of those universal artists. And, uh, right. Yeah. Um, I couldn't even, actually, this will be the first time I'm talking about it for real. You know, I said bye to my Goblin King, but I was really shocked with how much his death affected me. Mm. I was, I was standing there doing, putting clothes away and Cap One said, um, David Bowie died. I said, no, it's one of those things they do. You know, they always say that, go look it up on Google, see if you can find a reliable site. Mm -hmm. And like two seconds later, he was like, no, he really died. And I just stood there. And I remember thinking, I don't want to think about this right now mm -hmm. because it hit me so hard. And, you know, I I don't usually get it when we mourn celebrities, right? Like, why are we mourning these fucking strangers? We mm -hmm. don't know them. But I think sometimes somebody has such an impact on your life and maybe you had hopes, right? Like maybe when Left Eye died, I was like, oh, shit, I wanted to meet her. Mm -hmm. And I also wanted to be a rapper when I was little. <laughs> I was like, I want to be Left Eye <laughs> rap with her one day. So I don't know if maybe I had those hopes for David Bowie, like I'd like to meet him one day or something. And I just never thought about it. Um, but it made me incredibly sad, and I tear up every single time somebody brings it up. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm one of those people who, I don't know, for, for the longest time, I've only, I've cried, like, hours after, or the day after, when it really sinks in, and the reality is there, and, uh, I mean, like, you, David Bowie's a lot, a lot, kind of like Robin Williams in that he brought joy to people's life, but he is not like Robin Williams in the way that he went out of his way to be as weird as he could mm -hmm. and make it as normal as possible. So right. it, he's he's very universal in that sense where like even if you were like kind of a dork and you were, you know, cis straight whatever the fuck and you were still weird, he reached you. If you were LGBT, he reached you. If you were different, he reached you. He spoke out on behalf of black artists and it's mm -hmm. he he did a lot. Like nobody is without their faults of course, but what Sleeping David, with 15-year-olds and having a threesome with 15-year-olds is a fault David Bowie. That's heaven. pretty gross, dude. I <laughs> You know, don't do that. I hope you're listening to our podcast in heaven, homie. <laughs> it's gross, but but I uh, I really appreciate the work, not only in his music, because uh, there are a lot of, like, musicians that I listen to that were, like, dicks and assholes, and I don't want to know about them. But David Bowie is one of those people who really put, he, he did what I want to do and use the acclaim, the celebrity, the popularity to really put a message out in the world. And that's not something that you see in many artists these days, right. so... Really big loss, I think, for everybody across the board. Um, Definitely. And I think everybody has, um, even if you don't like everything that Bowie has done in his music, mm -hmm. you everyone has, like, one album. That's yeah. their David Bowie album. Um, because he tr he tried to always push the envelope and to do something different all the time. Mm -hmm. um, so here's to you, motherfucker. Thank you so much. Cheers. Our Goblin King. Oh, mm. God. Thank you. I bet you're having a beautiful duet with Freddie up there right now. Imagine that. Fuck. I'm gonna go to heaven. Right no, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, we're gonna die right now. We're die. We gotta get this shit. We gotta go. <laughs> Good. Um, let's do that on, on camera. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be like the next day I wrote board. Like, like, two girls, two girls killed each other <laughs> so that they could go see David Bowie in concert. concert in heaven. Um, that, you know, we we take shit seriously. A little bit of we really we do. Uh, speaking of serious matters, uh, the hashtag Ray, Where's Ray movement and the reaction to it. Yes, uh, much like our. Other sisters, Black Widow and Gamora, yeah. uh, Ray has not only been not included in the merchandise, she has also been replaced in her own scenes. Uh, the Millennium Falcon set initially only had Finn and Chewie. Finn can't even fucking fly. Like, he can't pilot. That's like He's a shooter, man. He's a shooter. He's, Finn can't 
What a goddamn Millennium Falcon. Um, <laughs> uh, there was that other one where it had, like, the bad guy TIE fighter. Yeah. Instead of, like, Ray. It's like, oh, we didn't even get to know his name. <laughs> some sets, um, according to one article I was reading, some sets even include a character who didn't even make it into the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, Captain something or other. Constable Zuvio. You don't see yeah, that Yeah, yeah, Zuvio. I'm sorry. Like, you have to slow the whole scene down and look in the tiniest corner to see his fucking hat. Like, to see his fucking hat. To see his fucking hat. And there were more Constable Zuvio figurines out there than there are Ray. Um, um, Toys R Us, um, also interesting like idea i was i was reading one article where she kind of went and she broke it down by not, not just i feel like there are no ray toys but like let's seriously count mm-hmm. um and one of the sad things is that toys r us lets you um look at products by gender mm-hmm. and i've seen this before too when i tried to look for star wars things at target it was showing up like two for girls there were only two things it mm-hmm. wasn't true there was more than two things but if you selected girl there were only two things. So for Star Wars toys, if you selected toys for girls, 83% of toys are removed from your list. Interestingly, if you selected toys for boys, the only thing not included is Ray's costume. So, man, fuck you. Little boys can wear that. It's cool. Yeah, you're really fucking up Jerks. Like, um, fuck? You shouldn't even have that option. And it's kind of been, it's been like rough because the Wall Street Journal posted uh, about the response to it where Hasbro is now like, oh, well, we got Ray coming up from us. We're going to put Ray in Monopoly. I'm going to put her everywhere, I swear. Um, Wall Street Journal wrote and said that fans wanted Ray with a lightsaber and with this and that and other shit that Hasbro told them. Nobody cared. No. Nobody knew she was going to have a lightsaber. We just wanted Ray. for two seconds. Yeah. I wanted her on her fucking staff. Yes, exactly. Like, I love her in the uh, movie outfit. I'm going to cosplay that. But, like, before that, I didn't want her with a lightsaber. I didn't know she was going to carry a lightsaber. We thought Finn was. I just want as many figures of Ray as there are of Finn and Poe, and especially Kylo, because she is the hero. She's the Luke. And if you took Luke... Out of freaking a New Hope figurine set and gave him as many figurines as Ray has, people would like fucking revolt. Mm-hmm. Like those were our heroes; they deserve to be forefront. You go to Captain America: Winter Soldier and replace Captain America with Iron Man in every single set. You know what's gonna happen? Outrage! Right. They actually that same lady who did the count, Kylo Ren had twice as many figures as every other person mm-hmm. as all the heroes and he is not as iconic as Darth Vader right so. like stop trying to make fetch happen stop <laughs> trying to make Kylo Ren happen let him boy. be a dumb idiot boy like Darth Vader is legacy Kylo Ren is like hey it's um so it's and it's interesting the lie they tried to tell if we didn't want any spoilers mm-hmm. it's always been spoiling shit for years for my entire life seriously like, yeah I don't really care but also, you don't have to show a damn lightsaber in her hand. Again, her iconic weapon is a staff. Wouldn't have bothered nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, but this whole idea of, oh, no, no, see, we did this on purpose. We were going to release it later. Because we've seen this time and time and again with female figures, mm-hmm. it just brings untrue. Yeah. It's like, okay, was that why you didn't put Gamora toys? Is that why you didn't put Black Widow toys? Is that why there weren't any Scarlet Witch toys? Mm-hmm. No. It's never the reason. Yep. You just think for some odd reason that female figures don't sell and boys don't want them. Yeah. Which I question. So in response to all that a couple days ago, I got like really, really like irksome and looked over all of my coupons and started tweeting at Hasbro with all the money I spent on Star Wars that was not for them. Uh, and I whoops, I spent like $500 at her universe last year uh, over the course of last year. Wait. <laughs> uh, wait. <laughs> not what? Five, five hundred. But, and you know what? It's not even 
even on me. It was my fucking nieces. This is the problem. When you become an honor and uncle, you want to automatically be cooler than the parents. So that it, even if you're like far away, so the kids will always think you're like golden. So bought them fucking onesies. I got dresses. I got them those little Sabine costumes. They're going to grow into that. It's going to be great. <coughs> but um, yeah, I spent more on them than me. Like I spent about like 200 bucks, which was like, you know, it's like so four or five pieces at her universe. Conversely. Yes, conversely. Sorry. Hasbro, that was $500. That was not for you. I spent a bunch of money, <laughs> way more money on myself than my nieces or nephews this year. I Because I don't go shopping. So I kept going into these stores and then they had like a Captain Phasma shirt. I was like, I want to buy this. And my sister's like, we're Christmas shopping. And I was like, shh. <laughs> no. No. And I just spent like $150 on myself for like Christmas <laughs> shopping. And that's only what I spent at her universe. I was just like tweeting out all of my coupons and going like, this isn't yours. This isn't yours. Because you didn't make Ray. So what the fuck am I supposed to like do? Like my, I want a Ray. My friend, to get me Ray, Finn, and Poe, he had to get me Disney Infinity figures. I have them up there. Mm -hmm. But he had to get me the Disney Infinity figures, a game I don't even have, just so he could like give me Ray and Poe and Finn all together. Mm -hmm. um, also, he gave me all of them because he knew I wanted to make them all kiss. And mm -hmm. I really appreciated that he knew that that's what I was going to do. Everybody kisses. All the kisses. Is that how you kiss? I don't know. <laughs> I have to worry. This is great. I would be like, oh, it's over, it's over. My boyfriend is so lucky. <laughs> 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 um, but uh, yeah, so the Where's Ray debacle is a is still a debacle. But I would like to say, isn't it great that we've proven that once again, social media activism actually fucking works? I don't know why people get so mad about this. Oh, blah blah blah. You guys are just on Twitter all day. Okay, look what we just fucking did. Yeah, they had to issue an apology and they had to fix it. And that's why I think it's very important to tell everyone at Disney that you want Poe and Finn to be in a relationship. <laughs> Did you, see, did you see John Boyega's interview? It was so, okay, so John Boyega was interviewed and he was like, Finn and Poe are not a couple, only in Oscar Isaac's head are they a couple. <laughs> and I was like, because Oscar Isaac said that. Oscar Isaac He said it back it. on Ellen. He said, <laughs> I am playing a romance with my character. Mm -hmm. That is literally what he said. It's okay, we'll Oscar Isaac, you can be our boyfriend. In our, we'll talk about this more in the Star Wars thing, but I just want to remind you all, Luke and Leia were supposed to get together originally. That was the original plan, was they were going to be in a relationship. And fan reaction to Han and Leia is what caused that change. So mm -hmm. if you want to see Storm Pilot take off and soar into the skies, tell Disney! This is my boyfriend Finn, and this is his boyfriend Poe. A Poffin. <laughs> we will call them the Poffins. The Poffins. Uh, let's see. So, final news flash item. Uh, Twitter has launched a gaming account? Yeah. With, like, there are, like, no details. It's just like... <laughs> Twitter gaming. Hey, show us your favorite gaming moments of 2015. And right. it's like, why, what are you, why are you here? They were like, uh, P.S., pause real quick. Can you guys hear us okay? Because my microphone is over there. Oh, yeah. Facing, wow. We did not. Facing away Should from I move us. that over here? Wait, let's wait and see. If, because <laughs> we're kind of loud, so maybe it's helping. I don't know. Um, the, the micro, like, I want to describe this to you. The microphone is acting like a cat that you forgot to give <laughs> treats. Like, it's turned away from us. It's got its back to us. Yeah. Um, they, they, the Twitter folks basically said, hey, users are 72% more likely to talk about gaming on Twitter than all these other platforms. Like, mm -hmm. obviously, people on Twitter really care about gaming. Mm -hmm. So how do we 
address that, we're going to make a Twitter gaming. It just seems really weird. Like, that is the, you know, both of us work in social media, and uh, it just seems like such a waste. Like, I don't want to say a waste of a position. I'm glad somebody's got somebody's a job. Somebody's getting paid. You, somebody's, you go. Somebody's getting paid, and I hope they're getting paid well to deal with the gaming audience on Twitter, because yeah. gamers on Twitter are fucking assholes. Yeah. I mean, just the scummiest pieces of shit. Um, oh, it's Twitter gaming. It's not at gaming, which is hilarious. We couldn't get gaming. <laughs> couldn't get at gaming. So I have no idea. Like, I looked through all of the press releases and there were no explanations as to what the Twitter gaming account was going to do. All they're, they're really doing is, like, RTing stuff right now. There's no plan delivered. So I don't know how this is going to work for them right. as a vertical. Like, you can't... It's not like YouTube gaming where it's like, hey, live stream here. And, you know, like, we have a thing for gamers to create with. Like... Twitter right. is just like... Um, so what they've obviously done is they, they've got partnerships with all these people like Sony Santa Monica and 2K and Activision, Razer, mm -hmm. ESL, Guild Wars 2. All of these people are tweeting them like, hey, yay, so happy you're here. So obviously they've spent some money on Twitter gaming to make this happen because mm -hmm. this just it doesn't just happen like this. Um, but I wonder if it's going to be like YouTube Nation. Which was this big thing YouTube was trying to do to be like, we need a place where you can find out what the best stuff and what's trending on YouTube. Blah, 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 blah. And we were all like, this is going to fail. And they spent all this money making it look big. And they still only ended up with like 10,000 subscribers after like five months. So Yeah, so it's it's kind of weird. And then like just being the one-stop shop for like gaming must not be very good for that social media manager. Again, gamers on Twitter are assholes. Um... So it's it's strange and weird, uh, and they don't really know what to make of it yet. Like they haven't put out any goals, but with this many people partnered with them, uh, maybe we'll see something happen. I guess. Uh, I guess. Next order of business: chick pics. Chick pics. We need, a, we need a sound for chick pics. Wait, we can't do this because this was flashing oh. news flash. I know, that's really bad. We gotta come up with something different. We'll um, uh, so chick picks are things that we think you should go check out. Uh, they could be Kickstarters or games or TV shows. Uh, usually they're about a woman or by a woman, uh, but not always. Um, do you want to start off with yours, Sarah? I like yours. You like mine? That's so exciting. Yes. Um, Hmm. DCD is here. Hello, DCD. Hi. That was a mm, tasty DCD. What's up? Um, so, first of all, I'm going to share the link in the chat. Um, but Life is Strange is teaming up with Pacers. It's a charity to try and prevent um, bullying. Um, so, it's pretty interesting to see a video game that was already lauded for being about some really interesting and cool um, concepts and dealing with the feelings that you feel in school and with relationships and mm -hmm. dealing with people and depression and all these different things um, is actually putting its money where its mouth is and uh, trying to give back. So we all know gamers give back. We might be fucking assholes. Yeah, we might be assholes on Twitter, but... Right. But we <laughs> give back. We do, you know, all these charities, all these things to raise money. Um, so it's great to see game companies following the lead of the gamers and yeah. of uh, streamers on Twitch. So yes. that's my first chick pick. My first chick pick is Passion Planner. I discovered that I actually think I would like to recommend this to you too because you're gonna fucking love it. Um, Passion Planner you is my passion. Yes, planner. Planner. <laughs> uh, it is a daily, a daily and yearly planner um, that was invented by a college student to uh, basically assist her reach specific goals. So you have, you know, you start the year off and you're like, I'm going to write a comic. And 
this planner. That's how you say it. That's how I said it. That's how I said it. Um, and so basically, this particular planner, it's from passionplanner.com. Uh, it'll help you reach that goal, break down that goal, do little things that you have to do, and then also just manage your day-to-day, -day, take notes, write down your groceries. Um, it's fantastically all-purpose. It's very motivational because they have little activities in between. Do you like, get a sticker? No, but the no. planner is really cute. Um, uh, but yeah, so it's it's great. You can go to passionplanner.com and they have a Kickstarter up, I believe, for their app, which I really want to happen. So go help them out. If you also are not sure that you want to try out Passion Planner, they have free PDFs, uh, PDFs on their site for the whole year or for the week. So you can go try it out there. Do that shit. Do that. That's right. That it happened. Started by a uh, young college woman of color. So awesome. good stuff. We made our dreams happen. We got more dreams coming up. We I believe in you. More. We believe in your dreams. Make this shit happen too. Go watch that Shia LaBeouf video. Encourage yourself. Yeah, you can do it. <laughs> All right. Um. So the next one is actually recommended by Elizabeth Cake. It is called. It's a book. It's called The Life Changing Magic of Not Giving a Fuck. How to Stop Spending Time You Don't Have with People You Don't Like Doing Things You Don't Want to Do mm -hmm. by Sarah Knight. Um, so a little bit of history of why I wanted to pick this one, even though I haven't read it yet. Um, people ask me all the time, Sarah, how can I, how can I be more like you, oddly enough? Like, you <laughs> say what you want to say and you're not afraid to do this and you'll tell people you actually feel and blah, blah, blah. And I can't really help them when they ask me that because it's part of my personality. I don't mm. know why I don't give a fuck telling the dentist, no, I don't <laughs> floss. No, nobody fucking flosses, sir. <laughs> Uh, like, I don't mind saying that shit to people. I don't mind being like, I am on my period, so I'm not doing that. People go, oh my god, I don't care. And I didn't know how to tell other people that they shouldn't care. Or hanging out with people. If I don't, I tell people now, you invite me to your improv show, I'm not gonna come, because I don't fucking like improv. And people are hurt, like, oh my god, I can't believe you didn't just lie and say yes on Facebook and then not show up. Because I don't want you to be fucking flaky to me. Don't be flaky. Mm -hmm. I won't be flaky, you don't be flaky. Yep. So all these things, hopefully this book can actually um, give you some guidance into how to be more like Sarah and not give a fuck. I will probably end up getting Yes, you book. should. Because <laughs> I mean, oh, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm too much of a good cop, she, really. She fucking apologized to me for something I did. Like, <laughs> she does that all the time. I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> what do you? What? What? I did it. You didn't even do it. Sorry. <laughs> So my next recommendation is uh, from the genius pen tip of uh, a, a lady creator. Um, genius pen tip? Pe she wrote it. That uh, sounds like some sexual shit. This started out as a novel. <laughs> also sexual. Um, <laughs> this started as a novel became and got picked up as a TV show, as many things actually have uh, over on Amazon Video. So it's called Mozart in the Jungle. You might have recently heard of it because it somehow took home two Golden Globes, which was... It's very surprising. Like nobody watched that watched that show before, I think. And uh, it is about uh, the New York Orchestra. There is a, an all new oboist or a woman trying to break into being an oboist, and it's about her relationship with uh, the maestro of the orchestra and her working her way up through the musical world of New York City. And it's really great. And you can get Amazon Prime for thirty days, knock out that whole thing, and then never pay for it again. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> the actual thing that you can do. Um, and finally, my last chick pick is actually, okay, so you guys know that I work for Loot Crate, but recently from working at Loot Crate, 
we worked out a deal where I get level up now. And I wasn't like that pressed to get level up. I wanted it because I was like, okay, you know, I've been getting Loot Crate for a long time. I was a Loot Crate um, fan before I ever worked there. Mm -hmm. um, wearing Loot Crate shirt right now. And um, I've gotten two level ups so far. And I have to say level up is fucking bomb. Like if you like getting clothes, fucking dope ass socks, um, all these fucking uh, accessories, like every single thing I've gotten from level up has been useful and amazing, and I kind of don't even want Loot Crate anymore. I just want to keep getting level up. <laughs> like, so I do want to recommend, I think a lot of people are under the misconception that level up's for girls, or uh, or maybe don't even know about level up, so you should go, like, at least click on the link, um, see if you see anything you like. I got some dope-ass um, C-3PO socks, I got some Kylo Ren socks, I got, like, I've got all the coolest socks now. I have a Attack on Titan shirt that's, like, really cool. It's not, like, a t-shirt. It's, like, an actual real shirt that I can wear places and people don't know what Attack on Titan is, have no idea. Like, it's all really cool, nice stuff. Mm -hmm. Unisex. Um, even got some fucking uh, lounge pants. Nice. So, you should check out Level Up, see if you like it. There might be some, um... <coughs> <laughs> there might be some um, affiliates like on YouTube who have uh, like codes or something. So you might want to also look around and see if you can find like a discount code. Mm -hmm. uh, so my final recommendation, by the way, hello, tech and also MCS, please go to the hospital. It's very scary. You should, if you're coughing up blood, please don't. Uh, anyway, uh, my I just saw it in the chat, like you're coughing up blood. My grandfather, my weller died coughing up blood. So please go get yourself taken care of. Um... Uh, but yes, my final chick pick is over on comicsology.com. Our girl, Red Sonia. Uh, all the Red Sonia comics are on sale. I recommend that you absolutely fucking read these things. They are so good. They are so awesome. And then you can, like, bridge into all the spinoff series as well. Um, so if you like Lady Warriors, go read Red Sonia. Go read Red Sonia. You have no excuse. It's cheap. Yeah. Comicsology.com. You don't even need a fucking code. Just search for Red Sonia and you'll find it. Yay! Yes, and you should. Um, also, Gail Simone is a shit, by the way. If you don't follow she her on Twitter, awesome. she'll troll the shit out of you. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. We fight about Wolverine. We fight about Han Solo a lot. We fight about Han Solo. It's <laughs> great. Her. I love fighting with <laughs> All right. Uh, we are finally here. It is 8.30. That's not bad, too. Yeah. We have 30 minutes. Doing great. We are doing great this episode. I told you it would be our best show yet. Best um, show ever. Yes, so we have finally arrived to. How are we? Heads up, warm up? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, we have finally arrived to Heads Up, Warm It Up! Yay! Yay. <laughs> this we'll is our work on that one. Yeah, so our, our new main topic era segment is called Heads Up, as in, like, Heads Up, we're gonna throw some fucking knowledge at you. Um, and I'm very excited about it. Today we're going to talk about what we are stoked to see in 2016, much as we did last year uh when we were still rebel base so rebel base rebel, rebel base rebel base rebel rebel rebel, rebel base <sighs> okay sorry that song was still our best theme song we should come up with a better theme song for women up so we, we gotta, feel that yeah, same way we got to come up with something um all right so um we basically divided up into movies television games and comics and books wow we have a lot of things yeah so um, we'll speed run through some and then talk about the yeah. ones we really like uh but essentially what we want to do is kind of help you guys figure out what you should look forward to and also if you have things that aren't on the list that you want us to talk about you should tell us things you're looking forward to tweet at woman up show yes. uh so i guess we're gonna start it off with this one because it's star wars and that way we can get it out of the way and i won't talk about it again uh rogue one comes out december 16th yes. i'm very excited for this 
Uh, it doesn't look like there are too many ladies, but it is otherwise a very diversely cast um, movie. It is uh, more war prone and it's about the rebels who get the plans to the original from the original Death Star. So uh, these are the people that cause Princess Leia to put that shit into R2-D2 and get kidnapped and... That yeah. sounded sexual. Uh, do you think we're going to see cameos from anybody in any of the books? I would imagine. I don't know about the books. Uh, but uh, oh, oh, speaking of the books, if anybody has not seen the Force Awaken, uh, the Force Awakens, Temin, uh, aka Snap, is in the Force Awakens, being played by Gren Greg Grunberg. So if you read Aftermath, that little boy who invented the murder droid is now a rebel pilot. Um, I'll lend you that, that next sort of thing. So, <laughs> um, we just read The Lost Stars, which we'll talk about. We'll probably. talk about that in a little bit. Um, but I would love to see some of those characters appear because that's that we know some of them during the time when that's mm -hmm. happening. There are a lot of non-legacy uh, characters that are being introduced, and I expect that a lot from this cast. Um, many of them are Oscar-nominated or Oscar award-winning, so it's really interesting to see a Star Wars that's like. Not the usual, like, usually they get cast with unknowns or, like, people who haven't really made it yet. But this is one that's just, like, jam-packed. Uh, it's led by uh, Felicity Jones, which I'm really excited about. Everyone thinks that she's Ray's mom. I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's better than the person who thought she was Shara Bay, which was, like, totally fine. fucking weird. Like, hi, have you seen her son? Yeah, Paul like, Dameron? have you seen Shara Bay? That woman is <laughs> not white. Yeah. That wouldn't really... So I'm I'm excited about it. I love that these stories are being told, uh, and I can't I can't wait to see what happens with Rogue One. It's different. We don't know what to expect from it, you know. I have no expectations for it. I've purposefully kept myself kind of in the dark about it because generally, y'all know, she's more of the optimist. I'm more of the pessimist. I would like to be pleasantly surprised versus just sitting here and talking shit about it the whole time. Yes. Um, very briefly, X Men Apocalypse. I know a lot of people making fun of it. A lot of people think it's not going to be good. Um, any quick thoughts on it? You said that about the last X-Men movie. And I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, so, as long as we get another Quicksilver segment, I'm ready to go. Right. Like. I'm excited to see more of these people that they kind of introduced us to in the first one. I'm mm -hmm. excited to see a new take on Storm. Yes. Not played by a terrible fucking actor. Sorry, Hallie. I don't know what you've been up to, but it ain't acting, right? So I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, I'm excited to see Oscar Isaac. Oscar I'll talk about this more in our Star Wars episode, but I turned into an Oscar Isaac fangirl and I'm very disturbed at how easy it was. You know what was horrible is that I've been, you know, I've been watching Oscar Isaac in other in other movies for a really long time like Ex Machina, um, uh, A Most Dangerous Year, which I thought that he was a great prolific actor and I admired him and then in Star Wars I was like, that's my boyfriend! Yeah, like, that happened to me too. I was like, oh, wet. I was like, oh, oh my! <laughs> and he was on the screen for like five seconds and I was like, whoa! I gotta, I gotta show you before the awakening because this is a really good uh, Poe story in there about him and his mom. So gonna have really to check that out. So X Men Apocalypse. <laughs> I think if it's anything like the last movie, I will enjoy it. Yeah. If they just keep going, I mean, like, I just need like a hundred percent jubilee, and I think I'll be pleased. Like mainly just put jubilee in the movie. Is jubilee the movie? And is, and you know what? If Ivan Ooze is in the movie, <laughs> I enjoyed that Power Rangers movie too. So I really am enjoying the latest. Make me. That was fun. <laughs> All right. All right, what do we got? Uh, DC has something. I want to talk about Legend of Tomorrow and Suicide Squad at the same time, just so we can, like, put them together. Uh, DC has these both. Uh, DC has Legends of Tomorrow coming out later this month on the 21st, and then on August 5th, 
Suicide Squad. And these are two really interesting stories because they're not really about heroes. Like, the people we're rooting for are not all that great, like, or only one of them is a hero in this, and then the rest of them have, like, killed people. And so it's interesting to see DC kind of take on this angle that's not been taken on by Marvel just yet, where you put yourself in the perspective of people who are not necessarily heroes, mm -hmm. uh, but who apparently have the potential to be. So You know, it's kind of sad mm. for me to say this. Marvel has been pretty bad with with villains overall. Yeah, yeah. Except for, like, Loki. Um, you know, their, their villains tend to not be very interesting, but they're better at snark and sass and banter to me. Mm -hmm. So it is, uh, I'm, I'm very interested to see what DC does with antiheroes, and then I would actually love to see what Marvel could actually, like when Deadpool comes out, which we'll talk about maybe next. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about that next. So we're right. talking about Deadpool next. And this is something to keep it, well, go on, sorry. Well, what I will say is I'm not actually excited about Suicide Squad. The more pictures I see, it it doesn't look like my kind of movie. I don't mm -hmm. want to diss anybody who thinks that this is their kind of movie, but for me, I'm looking at it and I'm like, I feel like Harley's going to be a certain way. I feel like Joker's going to be a certain way. I don't even know what Joker is in this movie. She's not supposed to be. So like, yeah. I'm worried about what kind of movie they're going to make. So I'm, I'm just probably not going to see it. Yeah, I'm probably going to, unless I score a screening, I'm going to wait for reviews and decide. Because there are a lot of people I trust that share very similar perspectives to me. Um, because with Suicide Squad, I mean, especially with Harley Quinn, this is the story of how she gets away from Joker. Like, this is her overcoming Joker. So if Jared Leto's super hyped up Joker is only in flashback scenes that show his abuse to her, then I think I'd be better off with that. But if he's, like, around, I don't know. I'm just... And again, it's just this idea of, of taking a superhero and a villain and trying to make them very realistic. Yeah. So what they, they've chosen for Joker, basically this juggalo kind of character. He looks like he smells. It, yes, it doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't seem like Joker. Like, I, I get that they're trying to be, like, we're, we're making this more modern, but it actually feels like some old person was like, what are the kids doing nowadays? <laughs> what are the kids like? Insane clown posse? And then they just, like, did that. <laughs> like, uh, no. Somebody we're, Googled insane right. clown and was like, oh, okay. Oh, insane clown posse. <laughs> He's in, okay, we'll make him look like these people. Like, it was just like, I don't. Feel like that's where you wanted to go, but you went there. Like, what is he wearing? Why is he dressed? What is the hair? What is that tattoo? And it really says it says a lot about the disconnect between the TV and movie universes. Like, they're supposed to not be connected universes, but on on the in from the perspective of like the writing team is obviously much more well acquainted with the source material and the fans yes. on the TV shows yes. than they are in the film. So it's like, it, DC right now is very iffy for me. Um, but we'll move on to Fox with Deadpool yes. under Marvel's good graces. Um, so Deadpool looks like it's going to be amazing. Yeah, Deadpool looks like it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> like, bottom line. <laughs> I, everything I've seen from it so far, either he just knows his audience that is marketing so freaking well to us or this mm. is going to be what we all wanted to see from yeah. Deadpool from how many years? Goodness forever like as soon as superhero movies started people have been so 90s this is cr and it's so insane remember when we were at like uh when we were still at Geek and Sundry that was when Rob Layfield started petitioning for it and going like RT if you would see a Deadpool movie and it's crazy to be like three years in the future four two years in the future and uh 
and see it actually coming to fruition. And honestly, we are future man. Dad. Yeah, honestly, I, Ryan Reynolds belongs in the Deadpool costume. He's and if he ever great. tries to get out, we'll hit him. We'll fucking kill him. Don't you ever take that costume off? Fucking kill you, Reynolds. Coming every season. This was not a threat against Ryan Reynolds. This was a joke. Uh, you can call our lawyers if you have any questions. Um, so back into full Marvel. <laughs> Stop ruining our podcast. Still kind of sick. I'm sorry. How dare you? I hope you just cop once and spray blood into the camera and be like, ha it's a zombie movie now. No, none more blood coughing. Um, uh, all right. Captain America Civil War. Woo! So, um, you know, I was really let down by the last Marvel movie, uh, which was Avengers. And I'm so I'm now kind of nervous about a big, giant ensemble cast. Uh, so, 67 characters, apparently, right. which is, like, crazy. Uh, this is our other co-host, Bailey. This is Bailey. 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 He's decided he Bailey. wants to talk about Civil War. Bailey, how do you feel about Civil War? Well, I hope that Black Panther is from a place that has advanced technology like he's supposed to be. Because, <laughs> you know, this, so this is my other concern. I see him briefly. And I worry that our introduction to Black Panther is going to be him getting the shit kicked out of him. Which I don't personally want to be the introduction of Black Panther. I alternatively before. think that Black Panther will probably be the best part of the movie. Because I see him as a character who will come in and fix shit and then be like, you guys have too much drama. I'm going to go back to my science. I don't know. because the, Maybe because they're trying not to show it because mm -hmm. they don't want to spoil anything. But it was very focused on our normal heroes. And yeah. it is a Captain America movie. Mm -hmm. It's going to mostly be about Captain America and Bucky. And that beautiful sunshine of an actor, Anthony Mackie, even though he's a terrible shit face of a person outside sometimes. Mm -hmm. In the movie, he's fucking great. I enjoyed watching him. Mm -hmm. um, and imagine, we'll be seeing a movie with Black Panther, uh, Falcon, and... Rhodey is going to be there. Right. So it's going to be like a bunch of black men in this movie. That's pretty exciting. Um, this is exciting. So yeah, I'm of two. I'm, my mind is split, just like the Civil War. Um, <laughs> Whose side are you on? Whose side am I on? I don't know. I just don't know. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm tentative. It's gonna be a big one. Uh, and, and this and the is last the thing. It's Captain like America was amazing. Yeah, and I think that that was the big thing that like let me down about Age of Ultron. Was Age of Ultron came on the heels of Guardians of the Galaxy and Captain America: Civil War. And it was lackluster in comparison to the stories, to the writing, to the scenery, to everything. Like, I loved I loved the characters more in Captain America Civil War that were already there than I did in Age of Ultron. Right. Like, I loved Black, Wid Black Widow more. I loved Captain America more. I loved everybody more in that movie than in... And I think the story was tighter. It flowed. And, you know, the people behind the writing in Captain America... I also enjoyed the first Captain America a lot, personally. I know a lot of people were like, oh, period piece, it's boring. I loved that movie. It gave me uh, Peggy Carter, who I absolutely adored. And I like period pieces. Um, I don't like periods. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Not fun. Uh, so the guys who wrote behind that also did a lot, some of the writing for the Agent Carter show. So I got to interview them for my book, mm -hmm. which you can buy on Amazon. You can get it right and now. And they mentioned then when I said something about black superheroes, they said something about Civil War. Mm -hmm. um, but they didn't. It hadn't yet been announced as Civil War. It hadn't really been talked about yet. So they only dropped some little hits. But those guys know what's up in, mm -hmm. in a lot of ways and they weren't afraid to talk about diversity and race and things like that 
Um, even the failings of the Agent Carter show to address certain things, they had a very sound reason, in my opinion, for the way they did things. Mm. I know a lot of people didn't agree with it, but I kind of agree with them. Um, so I trust them in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how, how they do with that. We we shall certainly see. Also under the Disney umbrella is Moana, the Polynesian princess that we've all waited for. Yes. I was actually all one... we had was like a little, just the name, right? We just like... the name and like a, a rough sketch of a girl with wavy hair. Okay. Um, now we have a, a young Hawaiian actress cast to play her. Mm -hmm. The Rock is on board, of course, uh, as her sidekick, which... And, and it looks like such a beautiful, like, this is the one thing I, I do have to say about uh, John Lasseter from Disney, is that he has a very uh, respected, respective view of Hawaii. Like, mm -hmm. he loves the place so much, and he's gone out of his way to meet everyone there and get them on board this movie. He mm -hmm. hired people from the Polynesian Islands, he hired people from the Caribbean, he hired people from Hawaii to tell their story, you know, um, so it's really cool. Like, I, I, I it looks beautiful. Um, so I'm excited for Moana a lot. Considering that it's a show on It's a Small World, um, Hawaii, Australia, New Zealand, and like Ariel are all in one little section. Which, <laughs> uh, like, we took Dale, one of the Geek and Sundry vloggers, who's from Australia, on that ride, and she was like, What the? She was like so enraged that the Easter Island statues were right next to a kangaroo. She was like, That's not even how it works. I mean, if if if, if it's any consolation, Dale, like New Zealand didn't even make it in. So yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> so so I'm, it's interesting. I'm pretty hyped to see mm -hmm. uh, how this turns out. Uh, next is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Sword of Destiny, which I only care about because I loved the first movie, because I love so many of the actors and actresses in it, and because um, Harry Shum is in it. I love Harry Shum. <laughs> He's so cute. We fell in love with Harry Shum because of Geek and Sundry, actually. Mm -hmm. um, so knowing that I have hugged those abs. And now he's gonna be in like a movie from my childhood, basically. It's kind of like uh, as if I wrote this fan fiction of my life. It's also really interesting because this is going to be a Netflix production. Um, and they've been making a lot of movies recently. Uh, and, you know, not counting Adam Sandler. They've all been pretty okay movies. Wait, um, are you talking which Adam Sandler movie? Uh, the one that just recently came out, the Ridiculous Six. I really liked that movie. I'm you sorry. did. <laughs> I liked it a lot. That tells you a lot about Netflix's production quality. <laughs> I, saying, I was like, my family was telling me to watch Ridiculous Six. I'll just say real briefly. Mm -hmm. They were like, watch this movie. I was like, it's an Adam Sandler movie. I don't like Adam Sandler movies. I'm not gonna watch it. And they were like, just fucking watch it. He don't worry about him. He's not even telling any <laughs> jokes in this movie. He's not trying to be funny in this movie. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. And he's playing, like, Clint Eastwood type of character, mm -hmm. and fucking ignore him. Everything going around, it, it was amazing. They, like, I had my phone out the whole time going, who the fuck is <laughs> um, So I'm not telling you to go watch it, because we shouldn't support uh, movies that treat cowboys, black people, and Native Americans the way this movie does. Mm -hmm. But I do have to say, guilty pleasure. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Fair she, enough. They're all dressed as Pocahontas. Jesus. Like, literally, like, they they bought their costumes at a, a party city. Like, terrible. Horrible. Oh. Uh, next up, July 22nd, is Star Trek Beyond, the next installment under James Wan this time. Very excited. Yeah, really excited for this one. Um, bah, sorry, it's buzzing. Wait, sorry about my, my computer. It's okay. Um, so <laughs> we all, like, looked at it, too, like, what are you, what are you doing? My um, goodness. A lot of people... 
have strong feelings. They feel like the trailer is shitty and blah, 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 blah. I think the music picked for that trailer was shitty mm-hmm. and gave the wrong tone. Mm-hmm. But this movie looks like Galaxy Quest, which is one of my favorite movies and one of the best Star Trek movies of all time. So <laughs> you guys can all suck my dick because I'm here for this. <laughs> I'm excited to see what James Wan brings because he's always made some of my favorite uh, action films. So I'm sure we're going to see a lot of physicality shirtless Kirk fights. All that banter. Already, <laughs> I was enjoying this because that's what I want to see. What Star Trek was all about to me is going off and exploring the unknown, going mm-hmm. to new places, finding new things, and then watching the cast and crew that we love interact with each other in a very specific way, getting to see more hints of friendships blooming and rivalries happening mm-hmm. and people getting their turn in the spotlight. That's what we all looked forward to in the original Star Trek. Mm-hmm. So the second Star Trek film failed us all because it took us back to places we've already been. So this movie looks like it is actually going to take us somewhere and we're actually going to see our McCoy interactions and our Spock interactions. I'm excited. I can't wait. Uh, finally, uh, or actually, no, second to finally. Second uh, to finally. July 15th, we have Ghostbusters! I'm so excited. Um, Bill Murray is coming back for a guest role in that, which is going to be really cool, but I'm really excited to see uh, Leslie Jones and Kate McKinnon, who are, like, my favorite people ever. And I'm also excited to see, uh, and I wouldn't have said this before I watched Spy, um, but goodness, what is her name? Um... Oh god. The Molly one? The one from Mike and Molly, yeah. yeah. Like I didn't like her before I, I watched name, Spy. To be honest with you. Melissa Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy. There we go. I knew it was a bunch of M's. Um she's fucking hilarious in Spy. Like Spy is such a funny movie. And that's what prepared me, like, because it's under the same team. It's under Paul Feig, and mm-hmm. uh, she is in it. A lot of his friends are in it. They're from the other movies. And I, I mean, like, it totally restored, it totally put, like, I was already excited for this movie, because, yeah, like, there's, but it really put it into perspective how funny Melissa McCarthy can be under the right pen. Right. Like, people who are just giving her fat jokes to put out, um, which was her big shtick for a long time. So, right. I'm excited for Ghostbusters. Uh-huh, okay, Yay. cool. Yeah. Um, yes. I'm not super excited for Ghostbusters because it is a reboot, but I will go see it out of curiosity. Yes. Uh, Dark Strange. Strange! November 4th. Uh, we did not put this in order, by the way, so hopefully you got all those dates. Uh, I just felt like this needed a... I mean, it's the other Marvel movie. It's still pretty early in development. I have no major attachment to Doctor Strange, but I am excited for the cosmic universe of Marvel to develop because we only got like a little taste of that with Guardians of the Galaxy, and now... This is going to be all, like, dark and magic and bleh. Um, So that's why I'm nervous about it, is mm-hmm. Marvel has shown us that they sometimes struggle with bringing the more fantastical, magical elements into their believable, u- uber-believable world that they try to create, such mm-hmm. as what we saw with Thor, mm-hmm. where people had a really hard time with this whole, let me explain that magic is just science. Like, people were like, okay, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> it's stupid. So um, I'm interested to see how they reconcile that. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to get another explanation with a little drawing to explain that magic. <laughs> you call it science. But I call it magic. Twirl my mustache. Um, because I don't want to see that. All I'm saying is that it doesn't have a lot to live up to because the 1977 Doctor Strange is pretty bad. Also, um, you guys didn't cast Odin Fair, so I don't go. Boom. Uh, Alright, television. Oh man, we finally made it. Um... So I'm just going to shoot through a couple of these. Uh, Broad City is coming back. I'm yes. so excited. Yes, Queen. Yes. 
it was uh, renewed for not one but two seasons. So I'm really excited to see that come back later in spring. Um, also, there are a lot of ladies taking over late night, which I'm really excited about. Mm -hmm. Samantha B from The Daily Show is getting her uh, own show called Full Frontal. And then uh, Nikki Glazer, who has just been a fucking laugh riot for the whole past few seasons of at midnight. Like, every time she's on, I'm really excited. Um, she is getting a, a show called Not Safe. Now, my big things, uh, I'm really ha like, I'm really happy that girls are getting into late night because it was such a hard thing to do. And women are usually regulated to like daytime TV. But I, one, I wish there were more uh, women of color. And two, I don't know why every show has to have like a, a sexual name. Like, <laughs> like, do you, do you see like, like, uh, I'm sorry, I don't watch anything that doesn't have titties in it. <laughs> Hanging low with Conan O'Brien. <laughs> Balls to the wall with that chin guy. <laughs> I don't know his name. Um, Virgin Suicides with Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> oh, oh. He's like my favorite too, so that that was harsh. Um, uh, so real quick, continuing shows that we think you guys should watch. Whoop! iZombie, The Flash, I guess Arrow, whatever. Fair Gallivant right. and Supergirl. Gallivant is going into its second season and everyone thought it would be canceled, but you're wrong because it's great. So, it's um, great. It's, it's, it take okay. The first three episodes are like touch the uh, mouse. Oh. Or we touch it gently. Uh, Stroke the mouse. Okay. Yes. Late night. Um, stroking the mouse. So it's a musical. I'm a musical nerd, and it took a couple episodes to grow on me, but now I like can't stop watching. Now it's moss. That's moss. That was um, uh, good show. I zombie. Great show. The Flash. Pretty good. Supergirl's also on, and it's great too. I personally don't like the acting in Flash or Arrow, but I guess maybe I've just been watching too many not TV shows, mm. and I've gotten away from the kind of acting that we get on television. So I'm just trying to just deal with it. Yeah. Um, Agent Carter is coming back for season two. Ooh, they're in Los Angeles now, and I, you know, I'm really happy they're in Los Angeles now because most of the work of making Agent Carter went into making Los Angeles look like New York. <laughs> And try not to get palm trees in any shots. Mm -hmm. So bless you, crew members. You don't have to be sad anymore. I'm really happy for them. Um, I'm also excited to see if they keep their promise to me that more people of color will be involved mm -hmm. in Agent Carter now because the issue they told me about why they couldn't go into people of color should now be addressed because we've already had a season. So this will be them putting their money where their mouth is as far as that's concerned. And also we all want to know the mystery of who does Peggy Carter bang? Yeah. Who does Peggy Carter bang? Who, how many people does Peggy Carter bang? Everybody. I hope she gets everyone. Um, everybody getting banged. I'm excited to see her as a foreign, a foreign person coming from New York to L.A. Because as an American coming from New York to L.A., I had massive culture shock. So uh, I wonder if that's going to be in, involved. Because even back then, New York City was so much different. Like, it's always been a very different but similar situation. So right. exciting. Um, speaking of Marvel... Luke, motherfucking Cage! Hercules Mulligan! Oh my god. First of all, oh, we have so much to talk about. I'm First so excited. All, like, I don't think there could have been a better introduction to his character than Jessica Jones. Absolutely. As soon as Jessica Jones ended, everyone was suddenly clamoring about Luke Cage. Even people weren't talking about him before. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just think that's perfect for the show. I can't believe it's coming out so soon. I'm so excited. I'm really excited that, like, Luke Cage had a couple fight scenes, but I love that, um, that Luke Cage is a character who was sold almost entirely on his emotion entirely on the way he treated people like it's really cool like now we're gonna get to see luke cage like do a bunch of brawls and shit but we we got hooked to him this tv audience 
as just a very compassionate person, mm -hmm. which is great. I, I love the way he portrays masculinity. It's cool. Oh. Yes. It's so sexy. Yeah, I hope <laughs> we get those kind of sex scenes because I don't like we're really happy. Um, and Misty Knight's going to be in it. That's really all I need to fucking hear. So I'm excited. In. I'm there. <sighs> um, this is, so about this it. This is just going to be so much fun. Um, Let's see. Uh, is that all for TV? I think game? that's, I mean, Daredevil season two is coming out. And that's going to be real fun and super and great. And I hope there are a lot of cool fight scenes. Yeah. Yay! Daredevil, you know, Daredevil was a very physical, physically painful show. And Jessica Jones was a very um, mentally and emotionally painful show, so mm -hmm. I'm very interested to see if Luke Cage continues the trend of doing something different and yet great. Painful. Right. Hurt, <laughs> hurt me somehow, Luke. Hurt me, Luke. Hurt me. Okay. Um, so, games. Games! We're looking forward to. Games! Um, of course, number one on my list is Mass Effect Andromeda. Even though um, I can't speak because I'm under an NDA, I'm not... I'm not actually sure it's going to be a good game. I think there are some big failings on the part of Mass Effect unless they change some things as far as the whole concept of space being somewhere where anything can happen and you mm -hmm. can have ice volcanoes and you can have uh, a planet full of crazy sponge people. You can do anything you want at space. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they took kind of the Dragon Age Inquisition route of making a lot of boring places because they're easy to make. Mm -hmm. um, so that's my concern. But even with that concern, I still know I'm going to get an amazing story and all these characters that are going to suck me in. So no matter what, I'm going to be ready for Mass Effect Andromeda. So that's supposedly coming at the end of the year. Mark my words, I believe it will get pushed back into 2017, though. <laughs> uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider is already out for Rise. everybody but PS4 people. And everyone said it was amazing and great. And some people even said it was better than Fallout 4, which it was kind of competing with. Mm -hmm. uh, people that I trust said that. So I can't wait to get my hands on this game. I'm excited to see what they do with Laura, the the or Lara. Oh, um, Lara, Lara. Um, the the last one was a little like iffy with the story, but right. I think that now, like with the development they've given her, it's going to be really fun. Right. I wrote a whole article on it. I mean, if you guys get bored, go to Remesh and look to, look at my articles. Um, because originally I was like, you know what? I don't like this new Tomb Raider because they made her weak, and they wouldn't have made a guy weak, and blah 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 blah. And then. I really thought about it, and I thought, you know, I have friends in real life who've been through trauma, who have mental issues, who need help for things, and I don't think they're weak. Mm -hmm. It never crosses my mind that these people I know in real life are weak. So how come I've decided in video games, ha letting your experiences of being super tough and having to watch people die and then moving on from that, how come I'm letting that make me feel like that makes her weak mm. um so it caused me to do a lot of introspection and um you know it, it does look like they're keeping up their promise which is that laura will become a badass she's not going to but she's not going to be the laura croft that we grew up with mm -hmm. that's fine because when you want that laura you can go play those video games she is going to be something new and different but at least she's not that whiny little shivery brat that she was in this <laughs> so yes uh, Star Ocean! So very quickly, I just love Star Ocean, the series, so I'm excited they're making another one. <laughs> Far Cry Primal, I'm iffy on because I have to kill a mammoth. I don't know if I can do that. They're endangered. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm kidding, they're extinct. Uh, <laughs> I just don't, I tell my, my friend is the art director at Ubisoft for this game, and I was just like, I'm really serious, I don't think I'm going to be able to kill a mammoth. He said, well, you're not going to progress the game. <laughs> Pokemon releases coming out next year. Lots and lots that they've actually just announced, but I am still looking forward to Pokemon Go 
Because, go. Who the fuck doesn't want to be a goddamn Pokemon trainer? Like, I want to go talk shit to people in the street. Like, this is going to get me killed. I'm going to go to some fucking trainer. Fuck you. My email will fuck you up. And they're like, oh my god, who is this person? Like, that's what's going to happen. Shot one day talking shit about my Charizard. Um, you, like, get the old lady's face, and she's like, ha, not true, bitch. You too, bitch. And then she just takes you out. Um, I don't know why Katrina put the Last Guardian on this fucking list, because that's funny. It's never coming why out. Why is Last Guardian? I, I didn't even write it. I wrote it, but I don't think it's coming out. No. So, it's, you know, it's just never going to happen. I actually watched that happen, because we have to share Google Doc now, and I was like, why did this write the Last Guardian? It's <laughs> like, if it ever comes out. You know. <coughs> Working through this list. All right. Uh, comics for 2016. I'm going to start off with one that just started this past week called Faith. Uh, it's by our friend Jody Hauser. Who we is know a that lady. She's we know her. She's so um, I'm very excited and pleased with this series. Faith started out uh, in the Harbringer series as part of the team, and she's very, very strong. Uh, and she's bridging to her own series, and I love it. She's such a wonderful likable character mm -hmm. and i think that that was definitely like what we needed for like the kind of character she is she's a plus size superhero totally almost convinced my roommate to cosplay her by the way she's this close and i'm like Fuck, i'm just it. get you issue one let's go um i'm so excited like i really want her to do it uh and and uh it's written beautifully like she's a very wonderful likable character so if you want your superheroes to make you happy go read faith uh you know amidst all of the darkness so oh, great yeah. Um, speaking of light, Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat by Kate Left and uh, Brittany Williams. I read it. I read issue one. And I fucking love it. I didn't think I would love it. Because it kind of looks like almost Archie style. Yeah, it is kind of Archie and style. And also anime style as well. Like, she mm -hmm. turns into a moe blob every once in a while. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm not going to lie. But I started reading it. And I was like, no, actually, I'm already completely drawn in by these characters. Mm -hmm. And it, again, it's cheerful. It's bright. Even though bad things are happening the character's reaction to those bad things is fun and exciting and it's the kind of comic that like you could let a young teen read um you know because it's got enough mm -hmm. of that social aspect that they'll like it's like one of those comics you could probably get somebody into comics mm -hmm. with especially since oh we've all seen jessica jones now well okay do you want a little more from uh, a small character in that show here mm -hmm. you go here's hellcat um and they've already got a lot of diversity going on immediately in the first issue so yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. Yay! Um, Black Panther's new run is going to start off by Ta-Nehisi Coates. And we are very excited. Like, I'm just so excited about Black Panther. You know, Coogler is now attached to that movie. He kicked it, knocked it out of the park with Creed. Amazing, yes. Surprised amazing film. Surprised even people who were excited for that movie. Seriously. Mm -hmm. It was just beautiful, beautiful film. Um, so I'm really excited to see Black Panther under the hands of two really, really great artists uh, and writers. So exciting, exciting. Yes. We'll see what happens. Um, Monstrous by Marjorie Lou. <clears throat> yes, I am very, I love this. It's ongoing. I've read the couple, the first issue or so, and, uh, uh, it's, not only is it a beautiful comic, uh, it's drawn by, um, uh, Santa Takeda, who works on a couple Marvel things alongside Marjorie, uh, but it's also just about a lady knight, and she's also, like, a monster, and it's, like, really cool, and yeah. the, the art looks beautiful. Beautiful comic, mm -hmm. so if you are into that, Go check it out. Um, I don't know if you checked out Sunset Park, but I'm really excited. I about haven't. It. Sunset Park was the only one I haven't looked at. So Sun Sunset Park is by Ron Wimberly, who uh, has done some wonderful, like beautiful comics featuring people of color. And Sunset Park is about vampires, like modern, you know, it's a modern day vampire story. 
uh, with the edge of issues and uh, of modern day issues and uh, the urban kind of life. And on top of that, it's <coughs> it just looks gorgeous. Is this cotton? We call cotton picking. Oh, that's from uh, a different. Oh, okay. I was so confused. Yeah. He so he wrote that, and then oh. he he's written a lot of the. I was like, that doesn't sound like vampires. No. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm going to have to check that one out, too. On to books. We will run through this so fast because we are running late. Uh, Star Wars, New Republic, Bloodlines. Go read fucking Lost Stars. Go read it right now because we're going to do another video about it on her So channel, excited. And we want to talk to you about it. So you have to read it before then so that you can talk with us about it. Yes, so after that is by Claudia Gray, the same author of Lost Stars. Um, Aftermath, Life Debt by Chuck Wendig. Fall of Light by Steve Erickson. That's that series I've been telling y'all to read this whole damn time. Children of Earth and Sky by Guy Gabriel K. Because I just love that motherfucker. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Maybe The Winds of Winter will come out. You never Maybe. Know. Who knows? <laughs> never fucking know. I'm going to paste those for you guys in case any of you want to go and look those books up. All right. And so as we close up our, uh, our show, I actually brought something very special. Now, our next episode is going to be all about Star Wars. We're going to talk about The Force Awakens. We're going to talk about how we feel about Lost Stars and other offshoots and whatever else Sarah has yeah. seen. Um, and so we've got for, a guest lined up. This and we, very exciting. Uh, yeah, we're going to tell you about the guest mm -hmm. in a minute. I'm so excited. She's like one of my favorite models ever. Um, so for the prize, we have a, a little contest we're going to run. Uh, the prize is the birth movies death issue <clears throat> that recently came out from Alamo Draft House. And it just has, I don't know if you guys have checked out my Periscope, but it has some of the most beautiful art and I've run through it before. And I am also published in this magazine, right about... I'm in this motherfucking magazine. Um, used to read what up. Man. Talking about Star Wars Rebels, which is an amazing, uh, amazing new show. So you cannot fucking get these anymore. Uh, they are collector's edition. We're gonna keep this nice and hidden away at Sarah's house. And the way that you can get this is by advertising our YouTube channel, which we just launched like yesterday. Yes. Uh, we're really excited to put all of our videos up on, on that channel. So if you're looking for Woman Up from now on, it's going to be on that channel. You can go to it from, uh, through bit.ly slash Woman Up Show. Mm -hmm. So your job from here on out is to send out tweets promoting it. Again, bit.ly slash Woman Up Show. Tell people to subscribe and tag it with hashtag Woman Up. And preferably just tag our Twitter account, Woman Up Show, as well. Um, we'll we're going to select a winner before the next show. So, again, if you want this, and it's just oh, it's so pretty. Like, there we go. So, you can see the front cover here and the back cover here. And if you really want to, you can just, like, cut it out. And it's the it's a, a full-on poster. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. Again, do that thing. And uh, I'll tweet how to enter again in case any of you forget. Yes. And we'll have another little video up on that YouTube channel. Uh, click the link and you can see it. Woo! Um, so, so, yep. Go for it. I mean, I've been talking so much. Yeah, you gotta cut it out. Okay. So our next show is January 27th. Oh, did you see that? We told you what our next show was ahead of time. We are, it's we are. It's on the 27th. We need business this year, okay? We so have switched up. up the game on y'all. Mm -hmm. uh, we will be talking Star Wars with Anastasia Washington, who is a model mm -hmm. and just fabulous person. And she's on a bunch of podcasts and she's really dope. Yeah, if and, you've uh, yeah. seen, I believe she's modeled for We Love Fine. Mm -hmm. I think she modeled for Her Universe. So yes, if you've looked into Star Wars fashion, you would probably you've seen, probably seen her. If you've ever seen a plus size model wearing a Darth Vader thing on what, a website, it's probably. Her. <laughs> yes. um, so I've been Sarah the Rebel, and I have been O Katrina. You can follow me at sarahtherebel.com. Sarah has an H. And you can go check out my blog at okatrina.com and follow me on Twitter at okatrina. And you should also follow bit.ly slash womanupshow. Yes. Uh, should go listen to us on allgames.com slash whoop. Whoop. 
or uh, iTunes at bit.ly slash whoop iTunes. It's very simple. We're trying to keep things simple for you. Thank mm -hmm. you for downloading and listening to our show. It really helps us out. Uh, and we will see you on the 27th. And until, until then! then